0: We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 8th, 2012. We're going to continue our study on uh, current event, weekly Bible study type of thing, but really keen in on 2012 and pending things that are coming, the recent NDAA legislation, now we've actually segued into the uh, new strains of the mutated H5N1 bird flu strain that they've created in a laboratory and now said, oops, we... We're sorry the the information's got out, and if terrorists get a hold of it, it's not going to be our fault, and then the other variants that have also come out, all of the hype around that, and then also now segueing into the vaccine industry. So, the next article is entitled, All the Vaccines Are Contaminated, Every Last One of Them, and this is by uh, SalemNews.com, uh, December 10th of this year, of last year, I'm sorry, now, this is a quote from Dr. Robert Bell, once vice president of the International Society for Cancer Research at the British Cancer Hospital. He said, "quote, the chief is if not the sole cause of the monstrous increase in cancer has been vaccination." end of quote. So you want to know the chief reason that all your relatives or maybe you yourself are dying of cancer? According to Dr. Robert Bell, who was part of the system, once Vice President, International Society for Cancer Research, at a British cancer hospital. I mean, who, who better to know? The chief reason is the monstrous, for the monstrous increase in cancer has been vaccination. Just that one thing alone. There's a lot of reasons people are getting cancer. They've got multiple, multiple. But this is the chief, according to him. I would agree. And we're going to prove that. We're going to prove why. So have you been rushing out to get your yearly flu vaccine or diligently taking your children for the 40 or so mandated childhood vaccines? Actually, that's up more now. Um... It's really a shame because you have unwittingly been trading a false comfort of not getting the -the run-of-the-mill flu or the measles for loading up you your or your children's bodies with cancer and or other deadly viruses, destructive bacterial strains, chemicals selected to damage fertility, and with synthetic DNA that threatens to damage your own DNA, the biologic code for your existence. Everything where you could basically defile a person, physically, and not only physically, but I really believe spiritually. Because when you start uh, interfering with a person's DNA, that's what makes you human. You start uh, intermingling other DNA. Isn't that what the giants did in the days of Noah? Isn't that what what Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah? So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man? I wonder if that has anything to do with that. Hmm. I don't know them commingling all this foreign DNA, so bent on getting this into our bloodstreams and into our children's bloodstreams. Hmm, I wonder if it could affect us from a spiritual standpoint. I wonder if we get a vaccination that's literally cultured off an aborted baby, and I believe that's up to like 18 vaccinations now, are cultured off literal aborted babies. I get into this in detail in the avian Flu presentation. Uh, all you have to do is key in like MMR vaccine, VariVax, the measles, mumps, rubella, the chicken pox vaccines, and these types of things. Just key in there, and it'll say culturing and medium. Uh, d- get a PDF, a PR, physician's desk reference. They're gigantic, They're because there's so many side effects and contraindications of all the drugs and the vaccinations that, that they have to have, even in ultra-small print. The book's like, you know, they, I, they should literally come with a version where it comes on wheels, like luggage. It's so huge now. To try to get all the side effects and contraindications of all the drugs, just... Look in that, and you'll see that these vaccines are cultured from human diploid cells. That's the culture meme. That's what they grow them off. Well, what's that? Well, in these cases, they're different aborted babies from different experiments that they've done where they've actually got the the right strain that they were looking for. And I get into that in detail in uh, many previous studies. So, if we go further here, who's saying the vaccines are contaminated? Well, many, many medical professionals are. Uh, But one, none other other than the now deceased head of vaccines at Merck, Dr. Maurice Hillerman, who on camera admitted that Merck's hepatitis B vaccine, and there's a link to that video where you can watch him admit it, there's a YouTube link, I'm not going to play it here, just don't have time, but the link's here, you can click on it, he admitted that Merck's hepatitis B vaccines, contaminated with a virus, caused the AIDS epidemic in the United States. The hepatitis B vaccine was given to certain gay male populations and I think it was uh, San Francisco, Chicago, New York in, like, 1978 in that time frame. Well, guess what? That's when AIDS started. They created AIDS, which is a retrovirus, which never occurs in nature naturally. It had to be something they created in the laboratory. And they gave it to the gay male population in these things, hepatitis B. And this is what created AIDS. And it's been proven that that's the case. And the documentations all come out. I mean, you know, this is what they do. So he went on to say that all of Merck's vaccines are contaminated with cancer and other viruses. Now, this is Dr. Maurice Hillerman, head of the vaccine department at Merck, the the pharmaceutical company. All the vaccines are contaminated with cancer and their viruses. The U.S. government has conceded that the hepatitis B vaccine causes lupus as well. So people say, why are all these autoimmune diseases happening that didn't exist before the modern day advent of vaccines? Well, you just answered your own question. They're coming from the vaccines. When you you inject something directly into the bloodstream, bypassing all of the normal ways you would normally be exposed to something, like via air or via ingestion or even getting on the skin... The body has certain defense mechanisms built in, but when you inject it right into the bloodstream, you bypass all those things, and then what happens is, is all of a sudden it's this virus or whatever other garbage is in the vaccine is just all of a sudden there in your system, and your body goes into red alert into an autoimmune reaction where many times it actually turns on itself. The body will, Your own immune system will start attacking you creating all of these different autoimmune diseases that we now have that weren't there before the modern-day advent of vaccines, just like autism was basically non-existent before the modern-day advent of vaccines. Totally non-existent, essentially, in autism. All these autoimmune diseases, that's all caused from vaccines. You know? But I'm, I'm, somebody like me is labeled as a quack because I'm unscientific and I'm not, you know, I, I just care about humanity. I'm funny that way. I just don't want to see people die these horrific deaths and be crippled and die and, and how their families die and get cancer and all these other horrific things and have their DNA defiled and have all of the things that it does to the brain happen and the autoimmune reactions. I'm funny that way. I just don't really want all that to happen. So I'm labeled as, as, you know. But not so much anymore, because this information is becoming more and more mainstream. People are finally cluing into this. I've been screaming about this for a long time, but it's becoming more and more mainstream. The, the information is so flagrant. This stuff's so easily documentable at this point. So, um, going further, the U.S. government conceded that the hepatitis B vaccine causes lupus. Um, there's a link there to the actual thing where the government admits it, link you can click on. The vaccine is mandated for every infant in the United States on the day of birth. Hepatitis B, hmm, sexually transmitted disease and or only caused from intravenous drug users sharing dirty needles. I know a lot of babies that come out of the womb as intravenous drug users. They come out and they're like, hey man, where's that elastic? I'm going to tie off my arm. I I need my next shot of heroin. The baby says that. He instantly can talk. He instantly asks for his heroin shot from a dirty needle from a former, uh, from a fellow baby newborn drug addict like himself, because they're being born all the time, right? And so these two babies share needles. And because of that, there is a risk of hepatitis B, even though they've been in the mother's womb for nine months protected. But hey, come on. Could happen. You know, so... The baby little intravenous drug users come out, and and they're tying off with their elastic, and they're injecting with their heroin, their dirty needles and stuff. Maybe they dropped it on the ground or something. I don't know. And and so they they need that hepatitis B vaccine to prevent that from happening to them. Because, again, there are a lot of intravenous heroin newborn baby drug users out there. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's an epidemic. Come on. Um... So yeah, it, it, it seems plausible why they give all the, the infants, newborns hepatitis B vaccine. you know, come on, and then that's one of the things that causes cancer and lupus and, and things of this. See, they wanted, they want to defile their DNA at the earliest possible age. Satan wants to get the babies the day they're born so that their DNA is defiled. How that affects them on a spiritual level, I don't know, but it sure can't be good. Or, get them injected as early as possible with the infants and the little babies with vaccines literally cultured from aborted babies. What kind of curse may one be bringing on oneself when you get an injection of a vaccine cultured off an innocent aborted baby, injected into your bloodstream? Do you think there might be spiritual ramifications there? Demonic ramifications? I think so. And I sure don't want to find out. Not to say I, I didn't get vaccines when I was younger. You know, before, you know, I don't know. was the last time I got one? Probably in the 70s. But they, they've, they've upped their game big time on this. Mega, mega big time. So, Satan knows exactly what he's doing and he's working mightily through the pharmaceutical industry in order to implement that. And I would say, of all the things he's doing that are the most evil in the pharma industry is the vaccinations. Oh, I mean, you can't compare abortions. you know. But I'm just saying, as far as drug implementation, the vaccinations are at the spear tip. So, um, that that vaccination hepatitis B is also associated with uh, multiple sclerosis as well. As is NutraSweet. Also something that, that is uh, associated with, uh, now, now they call it amino sweet because they want to keep changing the name, so you'll think, oh, this is a new sweetener, it's good for me. Yeah, all these nice artificial sweeteners like Splenda, and Asphaltane Potassium, and NutraSweet, they're all death, they're all chemicals designed to kill you. Just do, just do some keyword searches on NutraSweet, and side effects, horrific side effects. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it goes on and on and on and on. Donald W. Scott, the editor of the Journal of Degenerative Diseases and co-founder of the Common Cause Medical Research Foundation, links vaccines to AIDS, as did Hillerman, and to the U.S. Bioweapons Research, and says they are contaminated with mycoplasma, mycoplasma, a primitive bacteria that takes apart the cell walls. Perhaps the highest scientific authority say vaccines are contaminated is Garth Nicholson. He is a cell biologist and editor of the Journal of Clinical and Experimental Metastasis, which is like what cancer, uh, carcinogenic cancer tumors do, they metastasize, and also the Journal of Cellular Biochemistry. He is one of the most cited physicians in the world, having published over 600 medical and scientific peer-reviewed papers, edited over 14 books, and served on the editorial boards of 28 medical and scientific journals. So this guy's got, you know, accolades big time, or credentials. He is not just implying that vaccines are contaminated with mycoplasma, but is warning the U.S. that they are. Nicholson goes further and says that we are all being damaged by them in contracting chronic degenerative diseases from them. That damage translates into lifelong patients, and thus lifelong profit, for the pharmaceutical industry making the vaccines. And he says... It doesn't appear to be accidental. Of course it's not. See, they get you hooked into the system from the day you're born. They start defiling you, your DNA. Again, how that affects you spiritually, I don't even know. Only God does, pretty much. And then they start pumping you full of, oh, you get sick. Okay, take your box. Get your 40, now I think it's up to 50 or whatever. No, actually, no, it's up to... uh, Well, it depends what you're looking at. Right here, in 2009, it was 36 vaccinations before the age of five, okay, in the United States, okay? You get all these vaccines, defiling, I mean, they just got you locked into the system from the day of birth. And they keep you in the system. You get a cold, i will get you in a box, which also further weakens your immune system, totally destroys all the good flora in your intestinal tract, which is a huge component of your own immune system. It's all done by design. Before the modern day advent of antibiotics, they used silver. They used mild silver protein. I approved that in the the teaching that I did. But no, they couldn't make any profit off that because it actually corrected and cured things. So what happens? Well, We can't generate reoccurring revenue if you're curing something. We don't want to cure anything medically. This is why Jerry's kids are just, they're never going to find that cure, I don't think, for muscular dystrophy. But just keep sending in your money. Or, or, or Susan G. Komen, the breast cancer, called, you know, Race for the Cure. No, it's the Race for the Propagation of Breast Cancer. And I've totally proven that in, in teaching. They they give money to Planned Parenthood. They support Planned Parenthood, Susan G. Komen. They're evil. They have researched, they have looked and been exposed to all the real reasons women get breast cancer, and they don't want to touch any of the real reasons. They just, just keep sending them money, keep pumping us Keep pumping our coffers with money, and we'll keep sucking you dry and giving you that warm, fuzzy feeling like you're actually doing something. You're doing nothing but giving your money to Satan when you give to these things. MDA, Susan G. Coleman, whatever, March of Dimes, it's all evil. American Cancer Society, all of these organizations are put in place to give you the warm and fuzzy feeling that you're actually doing something, and they're doing nothing but propagating the very disease they're supposedly fighting. And they're yoked up and are part of the medical system that propagates the disease as well. Why? Number one, they can control you. They can defile you. And then they can also take your money and make you a lifelong customer from cradle to grave. That's what it's all about. Satan controlling you from cradle to grave and having you on his pharmacia, Having it pumped into your arms through vaccinations. These disgusting DNA cursed things they're putting into people, and then all your pharmakia drugs, and it's no wonder these people have so many health problems, they're on so many different medications, that it starts from the very early stages, as we see the newborns, they're pumped full of the stuff, and then all the foods that people are eating, all the things that they're drinking, and all the things they're inhaling. It's no wonder. So, Nicholson goes further and says that we are all being damaged by them and contracting chronic degenerative diseases from the vaccine. This is one of the world's foremost experts in the medical field. That damage translates into lifelong patients, thus lifelong profit for the pharmaceutical industry. According to CIA statistics, CIA, Central Intelligence Agency, as shots increase, U.S. lifespan is decreasing. In 19... Eighty, nine vaccines were the the minimum, or what they recommended. Just nine in 1980. Autism was very rare then. 2009, ah, we've only got up to 36 vaccines before the age of five. And then 2010, 55 vaccines before the age of six. Now, if we look at autism rates in the United States, and this was 2009, when 36 vaccines were given before the age of five, you hit them when they're the littlest, you defile them to the greatest extent, you create lifelong customers, you get that as much poison pumped into them as possible. That's what they're all about, okay? Well, in 2009, when the schedule was 36 vaccines before the age of five, deaths per 1,000, Children under 5 years old was 7.8, okay? The autism rate was 1 in 91 in 2009 with this many vaccines. Our lifespan ranking now in 2009 was 34 worldwide, okay? Now, you look at a country like Iceland in 2009, vaccines they got before the age of 5 were 11, Okay, we're getting 36 in 2009. Now it's way up. Their deaths per 1,000 under five year olds was only 3.9. Ours was just about double that. How many how many children in Iceland get autism? Huh? One in 11,000 compared to our one in 91 has nothing to do with the vaccines. Though. Nothing at all. Don't believe a word anyone says. Vaccines. They're from the government, and anything the government tells us to do, that's good, and we just need to do it according to Romans 13. We just need to be good little sheeple people and slaves, and dumb down, take our fluoride, and just keep going. Now, I'm not, I'm not coming down on my listeners. I'm just saying in general. That's what they expect from their big brother, government-controlled populace. That's what they expect from you. That's just the bottom line. Lifespan ranking in Iceland is number one in the world. One in 11,000 autism? They have less than a third of the vaccines we get, and their vaccines probably aren't as bad as ours. Huh. There, there can't be any correlation. And then it shows all the countries in between. And as the vaccines go down, the autism rate goes down. Way down. In Norway, for instance, they get 13 vaccines before the age of five their autism rate is 1 in 2000. Remember, ours is 1 in 91 and that was in 2009. When we had 36 vaccinations before the age of 5. Now in 2010, they had 55 vaccines before the age of 6. So we're up in our game. We we got to get more poisons. There's not enough there's there's not enough people doing anything about it. Most parents are just going, we'll, we'll, we'll do whatever's best for our, our little Johnny or our little Susan. Now, I'm, Again, I'm not coming down on my listeners, but this, this subject makes me extremely angry, righteous indignant on what they're doing to these little children. Okay, so I'm sorry if I'm stepping on toes here, but <laughs> listen, this isn't about getting offended. This is about being proactive. This is about stopping this evil. This is about praying against this evil. The fervent prayer, prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Well, we need to be in fervent prayer about this. I'm not in fervent prayer about this enough. I'm, I'm not sitting here pointing fingers saying i missed or Whatever. I'm as guilty as anyone else. But I'm just saying that this is something that a lot of Christians should be devoting prayer to. This evil, which is one of the most foremost evil things going on on planet Earth right now. These, other, these autism rates in these other countries are, are unbelievably uh, different than ours. Denmark, their autism rate is 1 in 2,200. They only get 12 vaccines before the age of 5. Our autism rate is off the scale compared to these other countries. It, they were non-existent before the modern day advent of vaccines. I mean, back in 1980, autism was almost non-existent. I ha- and Again, I've told this story before. A guy I worked with, Went to the same chiropractic college I went to, where they did teach against vaccinations. He had no excuse. One of the richest chiropractors in the state of Florida, if not the richest, probably one of the most greediest, too. And he had two kids, and he got them vaccinated. They they were autistic the next day. And what I couldn't believe is, when he had his second kid, he did the same thing, and he became autistic. I'm like, well, didn't you, number one, didn't you learn from your schooling? And What it shows me is that all that guy really cared about was the almighty dollar. He he didn't worry about other stuff, about, you know, stuff like that. He knew better. He went to the same chiropractic college I went to. That was the one thing I did learn. Don't vaccinate your children. It's evil. It's bad. Even back then. This was back in like 1992, 93, 91. And yet he did it to a second kid, second child guy. Was, was autistic? Both his both his children are autistic. Here's a guy who totally knows better. There's whole support groups for people that, that their ch- children get vaccinated and they're autistic either the next day, or within a week, or within that month. Oh, no correlation at all. None. Nah. And the government just goes on its merry way, and the pharmaceutical companies go on its merry way, and they just keep doing what they're doing. Just keep spreading the spreading the joy, you know. All the vaccines mandated to children and many other vaccines as well, including the seasonal flu vaccines being mandated to healthcare workers, are contaminated with polysorbate 80, the central ingredient in the pharmaceutical industry's patent to damage fertility. Here's another way they're, they're killing us off. Do you know how I many people are now infertile? Whether it be the man with low sperm counts or the woman where their, their eggs are basically infertile? That's all by design. The synthetic B vitamins they fortify things with. I think it's the B one or the B three. That causes infertility as well. That's not one that's hardly ever talked about. That was one of the first ways they started creating infertility. But they're doing so many things to create infertility, not something funny. The xenoestrogens, you start wreaking havoc on hormonal systems. I mentioned those earlier. Polysorbate 80 in the vaccine, all these things they're doing to create infertility. The uh, the BPA on the on the receipts, tremendous xenoestrogen all these things cause, there's so many things that cause infertility. That's just one of the many ways they're, they're, what they're doing to keep our numbers down. The pharmaceutical industry has long had a history of seeking a vaccine that will covertly sterilize whole populations. So in addition to being contaminated with cancer and other viruses and with the bacteria's mycoplasm, the vaccines are intentionally contaminated with chemicals as well, many of which cause sterilization. Beyond containing polysorbate 80, cancer, and other viruses, the Gardasil vaccines are contaminated in an additional way. It and all new vaccines are contaminated with genetically engineered DNA. Again, we always go back, it seems like we always go back to the DNA. Transhumanism, cloning, DNA, I've done studies on all these subjects, as it was in the days of Noah, so it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. All playing out exactly like Jesus Christ said it was going to play out, but like the Word of God said it was going to play out, perfectly and on script and on cue. Maybe we didn't get every gory detail from the Bible, but it's all playing out the way the Bible predicted. So, in a way, I don't let this stuff get me discouraged, maybe righteous indignant, and, and 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 center and, and, and focus that into prayer, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Righteous indignation is an attribute of God. Be ye angry and sin not. Okay, so, there's a link here that if you want to con- explore the, uh, how the vaccines are contaminated with genetically engineered DNA. It can contaminate human DNA just as it genetically engineered crops can cross-contaminate normal crops. Happens all the time now in, in farmer's fields. Gardasil itself is contaminated with a man-made version of the HPV, human papillomavirus, DNA, and, the, and a very, the very virus it was supposed to protect against, which now threatens not only altering teenagers' healthy DNA with a synthetic DNA, but now a diseased version as well. But remember, they're, they're here for our benefit. They're, they're, they're here to take care of us. Yeah, they're going to take care of us. If you let them. Now, I've done several teachings on this subject, and I give you all the teachings here. Transhumanism, Vaccinations, DNA, and Corrupting the Seed of Mankind. And then one on forced vaccinations and swine flu. One on injectable microchips and the swine flu. Uh, One entitled Pharmakia, the Shocking Truth About Vaccinations and Inoculations, which is more of a foundational teaching on this. And then also Cloning, DNA Manipulation, and Corrupting the Seed. These are just different... things I've done, different teachings I've done over the years. i give you all the links to those right here. Gardasil was suspended in India after four girls died, but the killing has gone on in the U.S. despite the confirmed deaths of 100 girls, and that number is just what the controlled media will admit to. We're going to get to that in a second. That number's not even remotely accurate. And now the CDC, with special ties to Merck and its maker, want all the boys to take it too so they don't get cervical cancer, even though they don't have a cervix. Boys don't have a cervix, <laughs> and the and the and the and this evil demon seated Gardasil vaccine doesn't prevent cervical cancer anyway. And I showed you the statistics not too long ago that the that the incidence of cervical cancer in girls under the age of twenty is zero, according to statistics from from Mexico where they were really pushing this zero. Well, what would that matter? Because the vaccine only has a limited effect. It only lasts, supposedly, according to their numbers, like four or five years. So if they get it when they're a preteen or, or, or a teenager, by the time it wears off, it wouldn't even have an effect anyway. Because there is no incidence of, of girls getting cervical cancer at that age, at least from the, st- the study they cited. So it's worthless. It, doesn't, it wouldn't prevent it anyway. It would cause it. Everything they say is a lie. They're of their father, the devil, and of his works they will do. He was a liar from the beginning. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. They're following in their father's footsteps, Satan. Those are the people that are in control of these industries. They are totally given over and sold out to Satan. Most of these people are generational Luciferians. And this is how they practice their religion, covertly. And this is how they kill and call numbers and cause misery and suffering all in the name of Satan to honor their father Satan. That's the long and the short of it. Sorry, again, I know I'm sugarcoating things a lot today, but I'll try to, uh, I'll try to be a little more politically correct. Nah, I'd rather not. Well, anyway, let's go further here. Uh, Informed consent is the core of the Nuremberg Code, which was created by the Nuremberg Tribunal to keep the pharmaceutical industry from ever again committing the hideous medical abuses it did during the Holocaust. It wasn't just about the Nazi uh, death camp worker guys. It was about the pharmaceutical companies that were funding Hitler and the vast majority of money that was behind Hitler and how he rose to power came from these pharmaceutical companies, particularly IG Farben. We're going to get into that right now. In California, Jerry Brown, and we're going to get into that real soon here. We're going to come back to that subject. okay? In California, Jerry Brown is dismantling the informed consent in order to get these deadly vaccines associated with infertility and cancer and death into all school children. And it was during the Holocaust that the pharmaceutical companies IG Farben experimented on Jewish women prisoners at Auschwitz to develop the vaccine that sterilized covertly. Henry Kissinger recommended the development of covertly sterilizing vaccines in a major report in the U.S. government as late as 2009. A Finnish health minister said that he was behind the H1N1 vaccine that was meant to lower population. Jerry Brown has just signed into law a bill that will allow children as young as 12 to decide whether or not to take the vaccine for sexually transmitted diseases. Parental consent is not needed anymore, and parents will not even be allowed knowledge as to whether their child has actually taken the vaccine. That's how insane it is in California. I've already reported on this. This is just confirmation. Merck, The Merck Hepatitis B vaccine is the one that included is one that is included in this mandate, and as, a, as as is another Merck vaccine, Gardasil, allegedly to prevent ovarian cancer, which we totally debunked. Actually, I think it's cervical cancer. Anyway, Gardasil says that there is no evidence it works. A Gardasil researcher says there's no evidence it works. They're even saying there's no evidence it works. The, this raises the question about the CDC's recommendation that a series of shots be given to girls as young as 11 years old, if we vaccinate eleven-year-olds, and the protection doesn't even last, we've put them at harm of side effects, small but real, but for no benefit. No, what do you mean small but real? Oh, that was from Doctor Harper. <laughs> no, let's just say we've put them at we, we've put them at harm from side effects for no benefit. The benefit to public health is nothing. There is no reduction in cervical cancers. They're even admitting that. This is a Gardasil researcher. Okay, I wanted. I just changed that. They had, they had accidentally written ovarian cancer with cervical cancer, but this is what the Gardasil researchers admitting to. It doesn't have has no benefit preventing cervical cancers uh, at all. Uh, now here's some current data for Gardasil up to August 12, 2011. Um, this is what they admit to. Okay, this is what Gardasil admits to. Uh, girls disabled 763. They're disabled from the Gardasil. Deaths 103. Uh, did not recover from the vaccine, 4,777. I don't really know what that means, but then girls that had a, abnormal pap smears, 430. Cervical dysplasia, 157. It goes on and on and on here. Extended hospital stays, 201. Emergency room visits, 9,115. Adverse effects, 23,388. But these figures are based on statistics from medical professionals professionals who do not wish to be sued and obviously to wishing to cover up the lie the the horrific side effects from these vaccines in reality less than 10% of the deaths seizures paralysis etc are being reported as caused by the vaccinations that doctors gave them in their that the doctors gave them in their office the following real world estimates are based on reports from a law firm 840 young girls and two boys have died from receiving Gardasil, not 100, 840. And again, how accurate that is even is I don't know. I know there's a whole website I had cited before where it's just all these girls that have died from Gardasil. It's unbelievable. It's it's so sad. And you see their pictures and it's like, oh, my word, it really makes it real. Um, But 840 young girls and two boys have died from receiving the Gardasil HPV vaccine. 200,000, 200, 1,010 young girls have suffered debilitating events. Not 23,000, over 200,000 have suffered debilitating events such as fatigue, seizures, paralysis, etc. after receiving the wonderful Gardasil HPV vaccine from a law firm, and there's a link to their statistics that they put out. The California law even approves in advance all yet-to-be-made and completely untested vaccines for sexually transmitted disease. Well, hey, we know they're going to be good. I mean, look at our wonderful track record. We're just going to go ahead and, and just, we're going to approve in advance all yet-to-be-made and completely untested vaccines for sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, though the two current Merck vaccines they are pushing on children. One Merck vaccine caused AIDS and causes lupus, and the other Merck vaccine is contaminated in multiple ways um, and proving to be highly lethal. So, I mean, what's not the like? So children will be the ones deciding whether to take the vaccines. Now, the children in California, coming to a state near you probably, will be the ones deciding whether to take the vaccines, and they will make that decision after being forced to see videos of people dying terrible, horrific deaths from cancer, Um, not only would, even though the vaccines totally cause cancer, not only would the vaccine be given without parental consent, but parents are denied knowledge that the vaccine is going to be given or that it was even given ever. This is your wonderful public school system at work. They're They're looking out for you. You know, they're looking out to protect you and your child. In, in, in big, big ways, as you can see here. Not only would the vaccine be given without parental consent, but the parents are denied knowledge that the vaccine is going to be given or that it was ever, ever given. So they have total control over your child. Total. You don't you don't have any right to even know what they did to them. Basically, what what's it going to be next? They can go and, and rape and pillage and do whatever they want to your child? You have no right as a parent to know any of that. They're property of the state. It's going to come to that point, imagine, if the child has a seizure or dies afterward, the parents may not see their own children's medical records. No, you don't have any right to see that, how dare you? We could kill your child, he dies, it's not, not our problem, and you have no right to know that as a parent. This is what is left of the, quote, informed consent meant to provide human rights to protect the world from the pharmaceutical industry abuses against mankind. If that's not evil, what I just read, I don't know what is. After World War II, it was Merck which received the flight capital of the pharmaceutical industry indicted for crimes against humanity, human enslavement, and mass murder. Let's, let's take a, look, a little more look at this. Here's a little cartoon that you can see, and it has this lady, and she's talking to her MD, and she says, I don't know, doctor, the industry that produced the Nazi gas chambers, you know, like IG Farben, who then bought up Bayer, as in Bear Aspirin, also Monsanto, the, the, uh, I, I Monsanto, I, I don't even know what to say, but they're so evil who then bought up Bayer and then also Monsanto and their Agent Orange, well, I can't help feeling that an industry that manufactures chemical weapons of mass destruction, an industry with a history of protecting and employing Nazi war criminals, can be totally trusted to have our best interests at heart when it comes to the mass marketing of drugs. And his, his qualified response is, you're not one of those hysterical internet conspiracy theory nuts, are you? Oh, I love how he just refuted everything that she said. And this is the typical response you will get from an MD. Why? They're locked into the system. They're locked into that system. They're part of it. They make their livelihood off it. And don't tell me there's not a spiritual implication for working in that system as an MD. Don't tell me that. There has to be. And I don't mean a good spiritual implication. I'm not sitting here demonizing all medical doctors, but you cannot tell me that if a pharmaceutical industry controls your curriculum and owns the colleges, and owns the hospitals you work at, and basically gives you your paycheck, which is essentially where this comes from, ultimately. The pharmaceutical industries were the ones that originally designed the college curriculum in the way that it is is done today. IG Farben, after the wars, came and revamped the modern-day medical colleges through Rockefeller and these types of people. We're going to get into that right now. They're the ones that created all these drug protocols for diseases. Knowing that it would never cure anything, it would only propagate the diseases, and that the drugs, which are just chemicals, would all have side effects, which would create more need for more drugs to counteract those side effects, and create more toxicity, and sweep things under the rugs more, so that eventually you do become a surgical candidate. Because you've never addressed the cause of the disease or the problem. You've just propagated it, which is reoccurring revenue, and it's all by design. Don't think I'm passionate about this. No, I mean this is this is why I got into alternative medicine back in '89. So this is something I know a little bit about, just a little bit. Here's some quotes. This is from Dr. Horowitz, one of the guys that have come out and um, really exposed the uh, the link between the HIV retrovirus and the hepatitis B vaccine, how that created AIDS that we mentioned earlier. One of the CFR, Council of Foreign Relations, published, which is what Rick Warren's a member of, Council of Foreign Relations, one CFR published policy objective is substantial worldwide depopulation, including half of the current U.S. population being targeted. They just want to kill 50%. Well, I think it's really more than that, but... The Population Reduction Program is largely funded by the Rockefeller Foundation and the Merck Fund, Merck Pharmaceuticals, both financially and administratively linked to Merck Pharmaceutical Company, the world's leading vaccine manufacturer. Records show that Merck Pharmaceutical Companies received a major share of the Nazi flight capital at the close of World War II, when its president, George W. Merck, was America's Biological Weapons Industry Director. Well, that sounds like a match made in hell. I mean, come on. They, they, they received the, uh, a huge part of the Nazi flight capital when the Nazis actually went out of power. They had to put all their money somewhere. Well, they put it to something good. They put it behind Merck Pharmaceuticals to carry on their, their um, uh, all of their mass experimentations and depopulation eugenics programs that they had started in World War II in the concentration camps in Germany. I mean, come on. Let's just be politically correct. There's nothing wrong with that, right? So, these facts were revealed by Norman Covert, Army Public Relations Director at Fort Detrick in Frederick, Maryland, and veteran news correspondent Paul Manning in the book Martin Borman, Nazi in Exile, from 1981. As, Nelson Rock, as a Nelson Rockefeller protege, Kissinger began his early service to the old-money global elite by recruiting Nazi scientists and SS officials to America through a secret counterintelligence course project that involved the Central Intelligence Agency's infamous Project Paperclip. Now this is a fact. This is all declassified documentation. We did bring over Nazi doctors, Nazi um, uh, rocket, sci- uh, rocket scientists, and all these guys from Nazi Germany. We did. And the Vatican had a lot to do with that as well. Through the rat line. So... That's a whole other subject, but throughout World War II, the Rockefellers partnered with the German industrialists as arranged by their lawyers and business managers, John Foster and Alan Dulles. See, you have to understand, Rockefellers were, and these big Illuminati families were funding both sides of the war. They always do that. They fund both sides of the war. They sell them the oil, they might sell them the gunpowder, the bullets, the ammunition, or they provide them the opportunity to do that. Not saying they supplied every bit of it, but a lot of it they did. That way they're profiteering. Off both sides. the propagating war. They make more, I mean, I heard this quote the other day. They make more money in one day of war than they make in a year, whole year of peace, the, the Illuminati family. So war is a tremendous money-making thing. And then they also get to kill millions of people, which are viewed as sacrifices to Lucifer. That's how they practice their religion. So, going further. Um, <clears throat> throughout World War II, the Rockefellers partnered with German industrialists and arranged as arranged by their lawyers and business managers John Foster and Alan Dulles, These men clearly directed American intelligence agencies to serve the financial interests of the Rockefeller Standard Oil Company that partnered with Germany, Germany's leading industrial organization, IG Farben. At the close of World War II, the IG Farben building in Frankfurt, protected from Allied bombings from the highest levels of military command, became the CIA headquarters. So, wow, IG Farben building in Frankfurt from Allied bombings, protected from Allied bombings. No, we, we can bomb, but we can't... We don't bomb the IG Farben building in Frankfurt. No, 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 no. That's protected from Allied bombings. Isn't that sickening? I mean, you start to realize this stuff, and you realize, wow, war is a total racket. It's it's a total racket created to make billions of dollars, to sacrifices to Satan, to take over territories of land... To create their new world order out of chaos. The list could go on and on and on. I'm not demonizing all the people that have fought in wars. They don't even know what's really going on. Most of the time. But, yeah, the IG Farben uh, building in Frankfurt, protected from Allied bombings from the highest levels of military command, became then the CIA headquarters. Rockefeller then dispatched another lawyer and banking official, John J. McCloy to disperse their German assets to form the modern-day petrochemical pharmaceutical combine known as Bayer Corporation. Like Bayer Aspirin? Yeah, one of the most evil companies on the planet. They're the makers of Cipro, for anthrax. And then also, they formed the Hoist Company, owner of Aventis and the smallpox vaccine, and then BASF, the global chemical giant. Remember, BASF used to have those commercials, they'd say, we don't make the products you buy, but we make the products you buy better. Remember those commercials? They're kind of a little old, but anyway, they used to advertise. That's how IG Farben was split into Bayer, Hoist, and BASF. They just reorganized under different names and kept doing what they were doing during the Nazi Holocaust just a little more covertly. They're just as evil, though. What was, what were, I mean, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Where did they come from? IG Farben, who supplied the nerve gas at Auschwitz, who was one of the main driving forces behind Hitler in his rise to power. I mean, here Hitler is, basically a failed house painter, and all of a sudden now he's got all these billions behind him. He just didn't do that in and of himself. He had tons and tons and tons of money behind him. The Merck Pharmaceutical Company also received a major share of Hitler's flight capital, according to historians such as CBS News, war correspondent Paul Manning. But no, that wouldn't discount them from anything. I mean, we'll just wink at that. It's not a big deal. In Martin Bormann, Nazi in Exile, the book, Manning also traced Hitler's money trail to German steel industrialist Fritz Thyssen. Thyssen, according to official U.S. war crimes investigator and attorney John Loftus, principally laundered his fortunes through American banks under the direction of Prescott Bush. Who's that? The grandfather of George Bush Sr. Or the father of George Bush Sr. All Skull and Bones members, Prescott, George Bush Sr., George Bush Jr., All Skull and Bonesers, Yale. Oh, there's no conspiracy, though. It's all, oh, we're just conspiracy theorists. We have nothing to back up what we're saying. No, nothing but facts. Nothing but well-documented facts that have come out over and over and over again now, to the point of being, you know, if you deny you just have to just totally shut your eyes to it and not even be willing to even look at anything from a reasonable perspective at all. So, um, so the current president's grandfather, the Union Bank and Harriman, Harriman Brown Bank, the two principal money laundering institutions were largely directed by Prescott Bush. It should also be noted that in the beginning of the 1920s, Prescott Bush joined banking, energy, and medical industrialist John D. Rockefeller and the British royal family in financing the earliest racial hygiene experiments. These genocidal efforts predated even Hitler. See, Hitler was commending us on our racial hygiene programs before he even thought about starting his own. He got his inspiration to basically kill the Jews from us, from America. He cited us as, he was commending, I've seen the the letters written. He was corresponding with Margaret Sanger too, the, the lady that started Planned Parenthood, commending her on what a good job she was doing. Racial hygiene, meaning, well, the early eugenics sought to sterilize mostly black populations, deemed genetically inferior. At the same time, and for most of the 20th century, they promoted sterilizing mentally retarded children for the same reason. Well, Hitler took it way further than that. I mean, he was getting rid of everybody. Anybody that wasn't of pure Aryan stock. I love that word, stock. Stock. You know, you had to be able, I mean, to be an SS soldier, you had to be able to tra- trace your lineage back to, I think, like the 1700s. And you had to be able to have a certain hi- height requirement, certain this, certain that, and then they would use you in their breeding program. And they would literally have uh, German Aryan brood mothers that you would breed with, and they had all these babies they would they would put out. And the, woman, the, the women that had them wouldn't even raise them. And they would have these breeding camps, that they're called Lebensborn, and they would basically raise your... They were trying to create the fifth root race, the Aryan god race, essentially. But, you know, at least their heart was in the right place. I mean, come on. I mean, it's that insane, but that's what they were doing. Hitler got his inspiration from us, and also Charles Darwin, who basically, through evolution and that whole evil devil uh, concept, basically convinced a whole bunch of people back then that, you know, the Jews and the blacks, they're one step above the apes. So they need to be racially purified, racially uh, destroyed, so that we don't have that weak link in the chain. We need to eliminate that. That's how... And see, when you get into that mindset of evolution of Charles Darwin, well, then you start thinking, well, okay, there's no God. Number one, we we evolved out of the primordial sludge, uh, and we became a two-celled amoeba, and then we eventually slithered onto dry ground and became a kangaroo, and and then a rat, or whatever. And then... That eventually evolved into Piltdown Man, or A, Piltdown Man, uh, Neanderthal Man, and then eventually into human. Okay? Well, if you think along those terms, and there is no God, and everything happened by chance, then what's the point? I mean, what's the big deal about killing millions of people? Because they're were just they just the genetic off-scouring of, of like, genetics gone awry and wrong, so we just kill them, and we have no feeling or conscience about it. just kill them, and our justification is through Darwinism. That's how they looked at things. So, going further, uh, in the case of children, rather than facing, now we're going back to the main source article, in the case of children, rather than they're facing childhood diseases of insignificant threat, they are, by legal mandate, mandate, now being bombarded repeatedly throughout their childhood with viruses that cause diseases, including cancer, Um, a cell-destroying bacteria, a threat to the very own integrity of their DNA, and a chemical specifically chosen to impair fertility. And laws are now being written to add to that already long list of vaccines they must take, including two mandated Merck vaccines. I mean, this list is only going up every single year. 55 now? One is the old Merck vaccine that caused AIDS and is causing lupus. The other is the Merck vaccine claiming to prevent cervical cancer through girls' Um, that have almost zero chance of contracting it in the first place, and boys have none, because they don't have a cervix. And it can easily be detected by a pap smear and treated successfully, and there is no evidence the vaccine prevents it anyway. Meanwhile, it's killing children. Uh, Here's some facts uh, about the polio vaccine, of the contamination of the polio vaccine its continuing effects. Here's some facts you may not know. Fact, before the polio vaccine, there had never been a virus from another species deliberately injected into humans. But man, in his infinite wisdom, knew better, evidently. Fact number two, 61% of all human tumors at autopsy now contain the SV40 monkey virus traceable to the polio vaccines of the 1950s and 60s. How do they have a monkey virus in them? Because they were culturing the vaccines off diseased, green, rhesus monkey kidneys. I'm not making this stuff up. Sometimes they use egg whites, sometimes they use aborted babies, sometimes they use diseased green Reese's monkey kidneys, and then other horrific things. It's it's literally, it it likens, and I've used this analogy before, of like a witch around a cauldron. Eye of Newton, whatever, she's thrown in the pot. That's basically what vaccines are, this witchcraft brew and blend, but you're not ingesting it, you're getting it injected right into the bloodstream, which is way worse because if you ingested it, your body could at least react to it. Hydrochloric acid in the stomach could break down a lot of the terrible components. But you don't have that option if you just get it injected right into your body. So that's how the, the SV40 monkey virus, which causes cancer, and 61% of all human tumors at autopsy now contain the SV40 monkey virus, traceable directly to the polio vaccine of the 1950s and 60s. You think they haven't wanted to kill us off for a long time? You wonder why the cancer rate's exploding? They're like ticking time bombs. These things just don't activate as soon as you get them put in your body. That's something you have to understand. It's not like you get the the vaccine, you got cancer the next day. They could take decades. They're like ticking time bombs. And then all of a sudden, maybe the immune system gets low enough or whatever, and they come out to play, and then you turn up with the horrific cancer. Fact, Cutter Vaccine Division and WIFE produced a deadly polio vaccine with a live virus that actually gave the recipient polio. Fact, all the above information was withheld from the public for years to avoid a public panic and to prevent loss of faith in vaccines. We wouldn't want to lose our faith in vaccines. I can't imagine the worst thing happening on planet Earth. I don't know about you. Obviously, we've proven they're wonderful. Polio was a very rare infectious disease that presented little risk to the public, but the risk was greatly exaggerated by the Polio Foundation before the induction of the polio vaccine. Well, why? How'd they do it? Through advertising? All the panic and the commercials and all the, 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 the fervor that they created. It is a fact that every time they've ever implemented a vaccine, that, whatever they were trying to get rid of, was, was basically being phased out almost totally. And what they do is they implement the vaccine right when whatever disease they're trying to... In fact, there's been whole books written on this, and I used to even have some charts on that. Actually, I do have a chart on that. They implement the vaccine right when whatever they're trying to get rid of is already being phased out, usually due to better sanitation is what it's been boiled down to. Better sanitation of food and water and... Um, the sewage industry, that has been the main, main thing that's caused a reduction in a lot of the different uh, diseases that used to kill a lot of people. Just that alone. But see, what they want to do is give the vaccines all the credit, when actually it was sanitation that was actually doing it. But it was convenient for them, and again, uh, polio was a rare infectious disease that presented little risk to the public. Uh, but it was greatly exaggerated by the polio foundation before the introduction of the polio vaccine, uh, which was the miracle vaccine, contaminated with a monkey virus that has been the cause of soft tissue cancers for decades since then. Through fa- though facing serious health risks, people are paying to have their bodies contaminated by vaccines. In taking vaccines, they are trading the minimal risk of even contracting common diseases, which they themselves are rarely dangerous and can be treated if contracted, for the absolute certainty of loading their bodies with horrific horrific substances. They are doing this because they are being terrorized by their own government with false information on the risks of various vaccines and denied critical information on the scientific risks of those vaccines. Those vaccines, without a doubt, threaten their own and their children's fertility and their very lives. That was a brilliantly written article, I thought, that that I was quoting from. Now, I added a lot into it, but it covered a lot of ground. Now, okay, you're still not convinced? Let's see some quotes from various MDs. So you can't say, well, those guys are an alternative medicine. They're all biased anyway. No, no, no. Let's just see what the MDs are saying. That's all I've quoted so far Our MDs. Many of them were ones that, like the one guy that worked on the main Gardasil uh, researcher or one of the Gardasil researchers, the guy that worked at Merck. I mean, over and over. They're the guys that are at ground zero. Here's one from Dr. Robert Mendelssohn, prominent MD. He said, quote, the great... And now, on these quotes, you see their picture and the quote, okay? The greatest threat of childhood diseases lies in dangerous and ineffectual efforts made to prevent them through mass immunization. He's saying the greatest threat of childhood diseases lies in the dangerous and ineffectual efforts made to prevent them through mass immunization. There is no convincing scientific data that mass inoculations can be credited with eliminating any childhood disease. Okay, here's another one. This is Dr. J. Anthony Morris, former chief vaccine control officer and research virologist at the United States. He said, there is a great deal of evidence to prove that immunization of children does more harm than good. I'd say that we confirmed that today. Here's another one. Dr. Lendon Smith, MD. He said modern drugs and vaccines have proven to be a hoax in attaining health. They have brought false hopes. The vaccinations are not working. They are dangerous. We should not be working or trying to manipulate nature. Okay, next quote. Archie Calakernios, he's got more degrees than a thermometer behind his name. Uh, Pfft. I don't know, M.M.D., whatever, he's like waving on an M.D. He said, quote, The further I looked in into it, the more shocked I became. I found that the whole vaccine business was indeed a gigantic hoax. Most doctors are convinced that they are useful. But if you look at the proper statistics and study the instances of the diseases, you will realize this is not so. Next quote, uh, David Abed- Ayub. <laughs> Iob he's MD, he says, I am no longer, quote, trying to dig up evidence to prove vaccines cause autism. There is already abundant evidence. This debate is not scientific, but is political. Next quote, Dr. Bernard Rimland, he said, The vaccine autism evidence is now overwhelming despite the misinformation from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Institute of Medicine. Uh, next quote here. Let me see if I can pull this up here. I think this is Dr. PhD Boyd Haley. He said, I think the biological case against thimerosal is so dramatically overwhelming. Now, thermerazole is the mercury in the vaccine, which I haven't even talked about. Mercury, how it damages the brain, causes cancer. I mean, that in and of itself, this stuff's so toxic that if you spill like hardly any at all, Theoretically and technically, I mean, you could literally crack a thermometer, a mercury thermometer, thermometer, and you are technically supposed to call a hazmat team to come dispose of it. It's so toxic. But it's okay when they put it in the shots and use it as a, quote, preservative. Oh, they, they couldn't use anything less evil than mercury. They've got to use it. Their hands are tied. I mean, come on. Why, you know, they, they've got to use Mercury. Well, Boyd Haley said, I think the biological case against thimerosal or mercury is so dramatically overwhelming anymore that only a foolish person or a very dishonest person with the credentials to understand this research would say thimerosal wasn't most likely the cause of autism. Well, it's one of the causes. There's a, there's a whole toxic brew in vaccines, though. I don't want, I don't want to give any of the, the horrific ingredients a break here. Okay. Thermerazole is probably the worst, though. Um, here's Dr. Vernon Coleman. My own personal view is that vaccines are unsafe and worthless. Uh, Next one, from Dr. Boyd Haley again, and he, for a little more specifics, he is the professor and chair, Department of Chemistry, University of Kentucky. He said, a single vaccine given to a six-pound newborn is the equivalent of giving a 180-pound adult 30 vaccinations on the very same day. Let me read that again. A single vaccine given to a six-pound newborn is the equivalent of giving a 180-pound adult 30 vaccinations on the same day. And they're doing that to this poor little baby whose nervous system and immune system and all the other systems aren't even developed. It's like, you know, they, they just wants to get them before they even have a chance. And I guess that's why this makes me so infuriated because this is so satanically evil. Next quote. Uh, This is from Vera Schneimner, PhD, two quotes from her. She says, I did not find it difficult to conclude that there is no evidence whatsoever that vaccines or any kind are effective in preventing the infectious diseases they are supposed to prevent. Further adverse effects are amply documented and are far more significant to public health than any adverse effects of infectious diseases. Immunizations not only did not prevent any infectious diseases, they caused more suffering and more deaths than has any other human activity in the entire history of medical intervention. Did you hear that? Any other activity? They they cause more suffering and more deaths than any other activity in the entire history of medical intervention? Well, yeah, look look at the Spanish flu of 1918. 50 million killed. The only ones dying were the ones that got the vaccination. There's 50 million. That's a conservative estimate. That's a good way to start out. That's basically the, the start of the modern-day vaccination industry. I mean, a tree is known by its fruit. It, is, it will be decades before the mopping up after the disasters caused by childhood vaccination will be completed. Here's another quote from her. Vaccination procedures are highly politically motivated, non-science, whose practitioners are only interested in injecting multitudes of vaccines without much interest or care as to their effects. Data collection on reactions to vaccines is only paid lip service, and the obvious ineffectiveness of vaccines to prevent diseases is glossed over. The fact that natural infectious diseases have beneficial effects on the maturation and the development of the immune system is ignored or deliberately suppressed. Well, this was this whole thing recently where they were sending the chickenpox virus via like lollipops across America. Certain parents were trying to expose their children to the chickenpox virus in a controlled manner and why it was so demonized. Now, I'm not advising doing that. I'm just saying I understand what they were trying to do because you got a little gland under your breastbone when you're born. And it's way bigger when you're born than even it is when you're 30. It actually shrinks as we age. It's called the thymus gland. Think of it like the computer chip in your body that helps identify bad things, in in, in viruses, and bacteria, and things like that. And once the thymus gland identifies it, when it sees it again, it's like, okay, I've seen this before, I know what to do. Okay, that's one of the primary tenets of our imu- immune system. The other primary tenet is when you're breastfed by your mother. She's literally imparting... That's the way God wants to immunize you is through the mother's breast milk, particularly the first 48 hours of breast milk called the colostrum, which is like, I mean, if you could only do one thing for your baby, give them that first 48 to 72 hours of colostrum because that will help majorly in developing their own immune system. They really need the breast milk the whole time. That's the way God intended it. They didn't intend it to be fed off soy formula. Soy is one of the worst things you can possibly put in your body. And everywhere you go now, they put it in, particularly the health food stores. It makes me so disgusted. I go to these health food stores and soy is in everything. You better read your labels. Again, it's, it's like an, uh, this estrogen mimicker. And it creates all kind of havoc in the system. creates cancer. Soy should not be ingested. Fermented soy is one thing. Okay, Fermented soy would be one thing you could ingest at small levels. But not regular soy, right out of the ground, particularly now all the soy coming out of the ground is GMO, unless it's otherwise stated. The stuff is poison. So is canola oil, which was originally called rapeseed oil. It, I mean, and now Chick fil A is advertising they got canola oil fries. Let me tell you something one of the first, worst things you can put in your body is fried Fats, fried food, fried over and over and over in these grease bins. What it causes is trans fatty acids. These things are some of the most cancer-causing compounds you could possibly put in your body. Partially hydrogenated fats that they use in these things, which are basically one molecule away from being a hard plastic. Canola oil is death. Okay, Soy, death. Aspartame, death. Splenda, death. All these things that are totally unnatural and supposedly better and more beneficial garbage, lies from the pit of stinking hell. All of it. So let's go further. I'm going to continue with this quote. The fact that natural infectious diseases have a beneficial effect on the maturation and development of the immune system is ignored or deliberately suppressed. See, when we're exposed to these childhood things, that's how our thymus gland gets a clue and then can ramp up when it sees it again. That's the reason we don't get it in the future. If you take a child that's been breastfed... And that has not been vaccinated and given proper nutrition. Oh my word, there, none of this is, is a problem for their system to handle any of this stuff. But no, 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 the, the MDs know better. They, they know how to circumvent our stupid body. you know. Because obviously you know, they think that the body God gave us and the immune system God gave us is just inadequate and it doesn't know anything. No, Satan knows it, it and this is why he's implemented all these other things to try to destroy it and circumvent it and defile us, and defile our DNA. Consequently, parents of small children and any other potential recipients of vaccines and other orthodox medical medications should be wary of any member of the medical establishment, which is little more than a highly politicized business system, extolling the non-existent virtues of vaccination. It's all about making money in the medical system. That's what it is. The love of money is the root of all evil. That's what they're all about. I mean, that and a lot of other things. But, last quote here, Dr. Jane Donagon, she's, again, got more degrees than the thermometer, too. She says, knowing what I know, I would not vaccinate my children and run the risk of them getting diabetes, asthma, eczema, becoming more susceptible to meningitis, and ending up chronically disabled. Now, that's all I've got for part three. We're going to go to part four next, and we will finish out the study. God bless you.